It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over seven inches tall. Hello, kiddies. Your old pal here, the Joker. Talking to you about Riley and Kimmy. When I'm not out trying to kill the Batman, I like to sit back with a nice Keontae and listen to Riley and Kimmy. I might kill them. <laughs> the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show Toys, movies, comics, and so much more The Riley and Kimmy Show And the more that you listen, the more that you know The Riley and Kimmy Show And welcome to episode 646 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. (laughs) Yeah, hello, and I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Yes, Kimmy is with me, and by the way, Kimmy is uh, with me at a very special place. Now, where are we today, Kimmy? Vieira Comics. That's right, for their grand opening in Melbourne, Florida. The place smells new. The place is very, very nice, and the place is a fun nerd place to be. That's right, it's a, I don't want to say a... Uh, a refuge and a sanctuary for nerds because you shouldn't have to have a sanctuary but it's a definite place for nerds geeks and freaks for comic book lovers for those who have just discovered the world of comic books maybe you're a fan of arrow right maybe maybe just saw the recent episode of arrow kimmy has not so please do not spoil it if you show up at uh, vr comics for her matter of fact she hasn't even seen the brand new episode of the flash which is on the dvr uh, so don't spoil that for her, but maybe you, that is how you've discovered the world of superheroes is through Gotham, through through uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or maybe the movies like The Avengers, or perhaps one of the DC films. Maybe that, or the TV shows or the cartoons. Maybe you've never opened a comic book in your life, but I tell you what, this is the place for you to go if that's the case, because... VR Comics has plenty of things that will be of interest to you. And by the way, there's a little bitty tiny movie out. It's about to be released. I think it might be a success, Kimmy. I just, I'm banking. I just think it's, it, I don't know. I have this feeling that this thing called Star Wars might be a big thing. Don't know. Mm, might be. It just a little might, bit. Just might be. But in case it, it is, and you might want some collectibles, well, there's a place to find some collectibles because last time I just peeked around, they got a lot of them. And that is Vieira Comics. Also, pop vinyls. Maybe you like pop vinyls. This might be the place to find something to add to your collection, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Just tons of things here at Vieira Comics. And give gives us an, an idea of something that's going on. I think there's a couple of contests going on. There's costume contests. Uh, 1 p.m. there's uh, for Best Zombie. And then there's another one at... 
Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Four. For best overall costume. All right. And mm-hmm. so if you're thinking about what going as, maybe you're debating, you know, what should I go as? Well, you could go as anything in pop culture for that two o'clock one. Maybe we could find a cool trio to dress up as. Mm, what if we go as the Fantastic Four and just tell people that the Invisible Girl is standing there with us? There we go. You could do that, right, Kimmy? Sure. And, sure. and there's also an opportunity to win something, too. Uh, I think it's kind of holiday-oriented there. You can win a Harley Quinn statue. Oh, boy. And there's also raffles going on and other things throughout the day. That mm-hmm. is at Vieira Comics. Now, over the past few days, we've been talking with individuals involved with Vieira Comics. Uh, to give you an example, on our previous episode, 645, we talked to artist extraordinaire Terrence Baker about uh, independent publishing, independent comics, about what he is going to be bringing to the table today, today at Vieira Comics. On episode 644, we talked to Peter, the owner of Vieira Comics, Got a little insight on, you know, how the store got launched and some things like that and about what is going on today. He gives you, you know, some of the inside there. And 643 is a special episode, Beware. I mean, beware. It is uh, rubber room time for that one. Uh, you will see a straight jacket coming out for artists cool as heck. Yes, listen to this. You know, if you're on your way to Vieira Comics or you're about to, you know, get suited up to come to Vieira Comics, listen to this one. Find out about cool as heck because I guarantee this will be the wackiest. I, I don't get to use that word. The wackiest. I don't get to use the word zany. Wackiest, zaniest, craziest episode of the Riley and Kimmy show of all time. And that is episode 643 that features guest cool as heck. Now we'll see if somebody's going to challenge cool as heck for the crazy category. And that's our, our guest today, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Yes, our guest today. On the Riley and Kimmy show, we'll challenge Cool as Heck for the craziest episode. At least I think he's going to give it a challenge. And that is Jake Estrada, artist and publisher of Space Coast Comics. He will be talking about, I'm sure, independent publications. Also talking about art, comic books, DC, Marvel, independence. And also be uh, talking about what he has at his table at Vieira Comics. It gives me great pleasure to welcome artist and publisher... Jake Estrada to the Riley and Kimmy show. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing over there today? Well, in our studios, we're doing quite well. Crypto, the super dog, is with me. And, uh, you know, everybody's ready for uh, Jake to talk about what's happening this this weekend, actually, uh, Saturday. Uh, Space Coast Comics, or Space Coast Comics, is going to be appearing at uh, Viera Comics in Melbourne, Florida. Now, it's a big grand opening. Now, the store has actually been open. It had a soft opening, and... I know you of, you know, the others I've talked to, I've interviewed, we've spoken with Terrence Baker, we've spoken with Cool as Heck, and you're the one who's actually spent probably the most time at Vieira Comics. So I got a lot of questions for you. Right ahead. Uh, righty. Now, being the, the big-time comic book publisher that you are, you've been around to a lot of places. And what's one of the things that, in your mind, when you visit... Vieira Comics that sets it apart from any other, and let's face it, anybody can take a rack of comics, throw them in a warehouse, and say, I got a comic book store. What what sets this place up different from like other comic book shops that you've, you've been to? You know, what makes the shop pretty unique is that um, when, when you first go in there, it's really nice. I mean, nice furniture, nice racks, really clean, but part of that could be because it's new. However, Knowing that the owner has a, a background in, in you know the food industry, so he brings something a little different 
to to it in the first place. And another thing that I, I found fabulous was that he actually um, had very old collectible comics, like the first appearance of Wolverine and first appearance of the Punisher and various other things, right up front, right there and on display for everyone to see. You go to a lot of modern comic shops and they really don't, don't have any old classic issues up front like that for people to, to gush over to be like, wow. You know, you know, you know, that that's right, because, you know, when I I visited his store Saturday, I noticed that was one of the first things I noticed. And, you know, actually, he's blending two worlds, which I think is very good, because I found comic book stores can tend to be either one or the other. And that meaning they, they either lean heavy back issues and ignore current world you know and when i say current world i'm I'm not talking comic books i mean merchandise and lifestyle type stuff or they they totally ignore any back issues or or you know silver age bronze age uh key books what the collectors call you you won't see a key book for the life of you uh and and i was seeing you know the key some key books and i was like holy toledo cgc stuff that yeah you know the real hardcore comic book nerd's going to be happy and then the person who is not necessarily that geek is going to be happy in this store, too. You know, it's not a boys' club. That's one of the things that stood out to me. Yeah, I, I mean, the store The store also has a nice mix of toys. It has, like, Hello Kitty. has statues, life-size statues of Batman and Iron Man and cutouts of Superman where you can pose and take pictures with. I mean, it's a really a fun shop. It's a place, you know, where you can sit down on the couch, a nice plush leather couch. Or grab a cup of coffee. Yeah, that and that you know, it, and like you said, it is clean. And I want to stress that too because not going to name what city it is. All I will say it's in the state of Florida. But I have Kimmy and I've done you know comic book shop tours, and one of the places we encountered is a place that had no air conditioning, and the comic books that they did have were all in the sun, and the carpet was at least thirty some years old with holes in it. <laughs> And the place smelled like a toilet, to be quite honest. And I, I, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I can't, I won't deem it the worst comic book store in Florida because I'm just not going to identify it. But it is the worst. And this is the total opposite end. You know, I, I was amazed when I walked in on uh, Saturday night, last Saturday night. I was like, wow. I mean, you don't, you told me that it was great. You know, it was good, and so did. Uh, you know, uh, Terrence and uh, Terrence Baker, and so did uh, Cool as Heck. But you know, I had to see it for myself, and I was like, yeah. "Oh wow!" Uh, you know, and and that's a, another thing. I'm I, and I'm not knocking those kind of stores. They they have their niche, and that that's it. But you know, there are some that are really heavy, and I mean heavy into gaming, heavy and very exclu- You know, very exclusive, uh, a club kind of feel when you walk in. And you're an outsider when you walk into that kind of environment sometimes. And yeah, I, I didn't feel that with uh, Vieira Comics at all. No, no, no. He's a very down-to-earth guy. When you walk in there, and he, 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 he's right there. He's talking with you. And then what I also like is that, you know, he's a, his manager is a girl. So it's not a boys club, like you said. There's a lot of shops you go to is run by men entirely. Yes. They, you know, to give you that that glassy look, like while you're in here, get the hell out. <laughs> you're like, whoa. Or, or like I remember, you know, it, it was more so before some people, and it's not this isn't to be arrogant. Before they, some people knew who we were, you know, when I'd take Kimmy into some places like that, and it'd be like, why, why, why is a a, a woman in here? Why, why a girl? Yeah. 
and, and she felt uncomfortable, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, those places will either have to adapt or they won't be around in the near future. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I agree. Because, you know, let's face it, uh, there's more and more female nerds and geeks in the world, and it's growing every every day uh, with uh, pop culture. And uh, they're not necessarily, and it's not bashing them because there's plenty of males this way, younger, that will not read a comic book. I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, quite honestly, I read a statistic to something like four women to each one man born in the United States. So there's a lot of women. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, 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 you know. You, you've seen it. I mean, uh, that, you know, there's this massive exposure to the superheroes, uh, to the the comic book world, but not necessarily people who are reading it, but they're discovering it from TV and from movies and things like that. Yeah. And there's no way on earth that all of those are going to, you know, pick up a comic book. Uh, I mean, uh, Kimmy, it's very hard. I mean, she just, she loves the stories. She loves the the electronic productions, you know, the, the TV shows, the movies, even some Golden Age radio stuff. But when it comes to reading a comic book graphic novel, she has no interest. And uh, no yeah. matter what I can do, <laughs> you know, it's like just <laughs> and I know that 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 she's not an exception to that, you know, that that world exists. And I see that, you know, Peter with Vera Comics is his world will welcome her type or, you know, whether it's male or female. And then your type, you know, you and me, the, the hard, more hardcore nerd, uh, I think there's a, a happy, you know, environment for everybody to be in this store. I mean, uh, it's not exclusive to one, you know, and I think yeah, that's a really good thing. Happy. Now, I heard that you, as the publisher of Space Coast Comics, did a special comic book for Vieira Comics. Now, I don't know how this escaped my radar. What's the story about that? Yeah, um... When I first met him, and you know, he got talking with me, and he found out that I was the publisher of Facebook Comics, and he got really interested. He commissioned me to produce a special edition issue for Vieira Comics. So, so more or less, um, I created the book. I used his likeness in the on the cover, and then on the inside is a mini story that's more or less, you know, talking about a shop and promoting the shop. And I mean, it was a great marketing tool and a great gimmick. And he was pretty happy with the results, and it's a great-looking book, I believe it, believe it or not. It's a short story. It's about 8, 12 pages long, and everyone will be able to get it on the grand opening. I'll be there handing it out to everyone who walks through the door. Now, it, it, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, make put words in here, but I, it, does it deal with, like, why he did this or how he did this kind of thing, a little, you know, history kind of thing? Right. He, I, I sat down with him and uh, I asked for him to give his why, why he created it. So at the very end of the story, there is a, a letter from the store owner and he's explaining how he got into it. And it's a, a one-page letter to the, the fans or the customers that are going to be coming in to be able to read it. Well, see, that that's why I was wondering because that, that's a good thing for, you know, Let's face it, not everybody's going to have a lot of time on their hands, and this way they can take that home with them or wherever and read it and maybe, you know, fall in love with the place even more. Yeah, I, I surely hope so because uh, he's putting a lot of time and a lot of effort to make something truly special, especially in Vieira. And, I, and I'm like, I love the place. Every time I go in there, I always feel, wow, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Now, he actually, you know, the way I understand this, uh, is he turned this thing on pretty fast. I mean, I've known some people that, you know, 
were in the process of you know turning on a, or buying a comic book store, turning it on, or actually from you know ground up, uh, not one that's already established. And it took them a lot longer than and than him because I you know when he moved to Florida like in April I believe of this year, and now he has a comic book store and yeah. Uh, that to me shows a lot of passion, a lot of motivation there to have actually pulled that off. Yeah, I mean, running a comic shop is very hard. I I managed a comic shop years ago, and I remember it in its infancy when the shop opened up with the owner, and the owner had maybe one wall full of comics, and then each week it slowly grew, and it took months and months to fill the shop. While here, Peter... He filled the shop within weeks. Once the orders were poured in, he had the racks, the the wall mounds, the the, the shelving, the tables. I mean, everything instantaneously. It was like this guy was like Superman on comics. <laughs> well, do do you think you know? And uh, he and I talked about this part. I've you know, and it's kind of amazing to me this part. But I've encountered it in radio and television too before. Is you get an owner who doesn't even know anything about the 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 company yeah they they bought it for either an investment purpose or whatever uh i've had you know radio station owners that had no clue anything of the business they never owned one before and i've seen a couple of comic book stores across the country not naming where where the primary owner had no clue i mean never read a comic book doesn't even doesn't even watch a, a movie tv show anything comic book oriented and the store just had that off vibe to it um and didn't you know, just didn't grow. And I think because he had that nerd part to him as well, and the business part, I think, is really cool. Not in co- necessarily in a comic book store, but a business head. Uh, I think this is starting off in a very good, you know, way. I mean, compared to maybe some other places. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, comic shops are, are normally are owned or, or bought by two different people. Someone that just retired, he just wants to own a business and he buy any old business and he just happens to be a comic shop. And then you get the the straight up fanboy that just buys a comic shop but doesn't really have a lot of money and they figure we can nickel and dime our way to the top. While on the other hand, we have Peter who who is a huge fan of comics, has a childhood love for it, but came from a totally different sector such as food service and had uh, a mind directed towards business. You know, he's business orientated and. You just apply those principles just to make a shop, you know, so full, so, so, you know, clean. I mean, everything from the flooring to the, the shelving to the, the chairs. Like I said, everything is like he, he masterfully thought it through. I, I know if I opened the comic shop, it would just be like fold out chairs and <laughs> fold out tables. <laughs> That nice plastic patio furniture would be Jake's uh, comic book store. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, out of curiosity, what are you bringing to the table besides yourself for this uh, grand opening this Saturday? Uh, Are you are you bringing you know Space Coast Comics? Are you bring are you uh, what's going on? What are you going to have there? Well, I'll probably bring a few previews that I've done in Space Coast Comics. I'll probably have uh, my portfolio. I, if I get a chance, I might draw. I don't know. It all depends on how many people are there and how uh, how many people, you know, come up to me or how much time I have. Most of the time when I do shows like that, I'm mostly talking and networking and, and, and having fun myself. <laughs> because, you know, events like this, 
conventions or show or, or, you know, shop appearances are a great time to network, you know, and networking is important. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm on yes. networking mode 24 <laughs> seven. Well, and you are a business owner yourself. I mean, and yeah. you, you have to, you know, nobody's going to promote you, but you, no. And and yeah, it's it's all you know. It's it's that networking thing. It's a connection thing. And I've you know I've heard that it it works in you know the broadcast industry that way, and it, it, even the comic book itself, the artist industry. I've read. I'm reading Marvel: The Untold Story uh, about Marvel's history, and it, that's in there where uh, there there's comments about maybe not the best artist got you know a lot of work, but the one who networked did. You know. Yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, networking is king. Yep, yep, exactly. Now, (laughs) you've seen the statue Peter's giving away, uh, the Harley statue, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Tell me about it. I've only, you know, I I think I saw it in the store, uh, but my memory is tainted a little bit because I got, as you can see here, maybe on camera one, I have the flyer in my hand. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, you know, that's rather distracting, having the flyer in the studio. Um, Tell me about it. You know, Mr. Uh, Nerd, uh, what do you think about that statue? It's a beautiful statue. I mean, it's Harley Quinn. What's the... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, a whole bunch of trouble right there. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, uh, it's a beautiful statue, and your wife will kick you to the curb if uh, you love it too much. So you better watch out there. No, no, that's not true. She, you know, (laughs) she's... No, no, no. And I had somebody amazed with that because I... I'm not suggesting anything here or trying to start something, but somebody, uh, you know, I was at a recent convention, we know where, uh, Fort Lauderdale, and uh, I was doing the cosplay thing, and there were some people wanting pictures and stuff that were, you know, Harley-esque, if you will, and uh, Kimmy has no problem with that, you know, and so, no, no, and I, you know, I collect uh, Zatanna uh, and and some, uh, but Zatanna is more probably a favorite than Harley. So I have you know some Zatanna action figures and uh, you know uh, and actually custom art and and things like that and and statues. So yeah, and, and oh, wait a minute. And my favorite is one that Kimmy would never uh, cosplay as, and that is Vampirella. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, and and she is totally cool with that. You know, she has no problem with that at all. You know, so. Yeah, we, she she she's okay. So you know, Harley could go home in my kind of world, even though you know I'm not eligible to win the Harley. The listeners are eligible and visitors to win the Harley. But no, Harley Harley would have no problem. You know, and by the way, since it's a Christmas Harley, it'd be a perfect holiday gift, Jake. Right? Yeah, that's true. So there, you know, if if you want it, you could you could give it away as a gift. It, I like this. This is good. Now, have you ever been to a place that has two costume contests in the same day? Actually, no. I, I mean, you've done quite a few conventions. I have, and I've yes. and we visited other comic book locations, and I've never I've never uh, heard of anybody having two costume contests. And I think this is really cool because you know one is actually going to be leaning more towards the the Halloween spectrum, you know, with the the zombie contest. Yeah, uh, and so you know that'll get the 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 horror creative uh, fans, uh, you know, doing their their zombie thing, and then of course the two o'clock contest is more, I I, I guess, uh, pop culture based be the best way to put it: fantasy, science fiction, comic books, whatever, TV shows, uh, you know, whatever you want to cosplay as, uh, have at it. Uh, so that, I think that's pretty cool. I, I've never heard of anybody doing that at all. Yeah, you're right. Most most places just one one contest and that's it. They're, yeah. they're done and they're over. 
Now, now, Jake, can I talk a little bit about independent comic books just for a second with you? Oh, most definitely. Well, yeah, and here, and I'm not going to, this isn't talking bad about somebody that's a very good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show. I don't know if you've ever met him before, but uh, he's a former Marvel editor uh, and also Malibu Comics and writer. He's created, I don't know how many titles, uh, you know, stories and stuff, but his name is Roland Mann, and he was doing a steampunk graphic novel that I, I want to get you two together in a way because he, he did a Kickstarter project and it didn't, you know, it didn't happen. Right. And then, oh, and, and then uh, I met him at uh, Fort Lauderdale and we talked and he was on the show and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to relaunch it. I said, okay, great. You know, and, and we talked about it and I was sad to see today that he's decided that he's, he's not going to do it right now. And oh, wow. I'm like, you know, is, uh, and this isn't to bash Roland here, but I mean, is the Kickstarter thing overdone in your opinion? I mean, it, it, to me, it, maybe it was it had an oh wow factor a little while ago, like you know six months, year, whatever ago, for comic books, yeah. you know, for the independent guy. I mean, yeah, is it, I think I think Kickstarter's been done maybe two three years ago. You know, yeah, I mean, I've gone to shows, you know, even out of state, and. I've gone to shows and I've seen entire artist alleys. Everyone in artist alleys like, go to my Kickstarter, go to my Kickstarter, go to my Kickstarter. And people like ignore that, like, like the black flag. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, it's a shame because there are some great projects on Kickstarter. Yes. But I think, you know, people have seen it so much that it just desensitized them to it. And they're like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm not trying to put, you know, do something, you know, get rolling in, you know, tell him what to do here. But I mean, I wonder because you really, I mean, uh, came on my radar because I was talking to an artist about, you know, adapting old school techniques to get published uh, as an independent. And he goes, well, you, you're talking about Jake. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, he kind of does that stuff. And I'm wondering, you know, I know you do it with the, the, in, the, individual issues you know the the uh comic books the sequential art can it be done as a graphic novel your kind of model can they adjust it to get this item out if they want a graphic novel as opposed to individual issues yeah i really do believe you know if you took a graphic novel and you found a good sponsor a good a, a good supporter of your project and they believed in it and you could somehow find a way to put an ad way in the back of the graphic novel, say special thanks from Chili's or Jersey Mike's, some sort of advertiser that would help pay for the publication of your graphic novel. It's totally possible. And um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say one of the reasons, you know, you might say, why would somebody go that route as opposed to you? Now, not, you know, trying to put his words in his mouth, but just from the interviews I've had with him, Roland, you know, really leans that graphic novel because... He wants to, you know, get into libraries and other places like that that are not comic book friendly. He goes, you say comic book to a, a librarian and they'll go, oh, yeah. He goes, but you say graphic novel and they will go, oh, yeah, okay, uh, we, we want it in, in, on the shelves. So, I was, you know, that's, I was trying to clarify why somebody might want to do that, you know, and I was just wondering if that, you know, and you're answering here with, you know, like chilies and stuff like that, that door might be there, you know, a creative yeah. way to get the, the product uh, in somebody's hands. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of people out there that love the, the comic medium. And, and believe it or not, you know, you just got to get the product in front of their eyes and got to let them read through it. And once again, it goes back to networking. 
once you network with a particular person and you have sit downs with them, you, you, you play a game of dominoes, uh, have coffee with them, you get to know them, people more or less will come to you. And, but it's also the individual. And, and I think, you know, it's not only comic stuff, but it's also American culture more or less has gotten almost complacent. Mm. And nobody wants to put in the work to find the proper channels and network with the proper business to get them to sponsor a project. These mm. Days. Mm. Everybody wants it fast. You know, it's like, yeah. and, and, and do you encounter that with the, the indie wannabes? Is you get you get the Fred Flintstone mentality, the 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 uh, Ralph Cramden mentality. It's like, oh, I'm going to be rich, and you know, th- there's not a love really for the project. I mean, is there a lot of that? That you know, I mean, that you got to have you got to have a, a passion. I mean, uh, a love, you know. But it's like in the broadcast industry when I would be hiring as a hiring manager, anybody who had this get quick rich kind of attitude uh stardom type you know that that was a reason for doing it i would pass for somebody else uh that just wanted the craft to be part of the craft Uh, that person who wanted to be part of the craft and you know the the bankrolls of money wasn't the the major driving force was more attractive to me you know uh and i you know i see some you know artists non when i say non-published not in the big two never have been uh, that have dreams of grandeur, it seems like. You know, that's their only reason for wanting to do things. I, I don't know. Do you encounter yeah. that? Yeah, you know, I, I've actually, believe it or not, I've lost a few friends because they, I would take them to a convention, you know, be my guest, and they would sell, like, uh, uh, image of Spider-Man or some kind of picture, and then the next you know, their ego will grow the size of a watermelon. Mm. And, and, and I would tell them, well, you know, that's not, you're not going to get rich right away. And then, oh, oh I, I got it. And then the next, the next month it will come and have a huge display of just Marvel or DC characters and selling a whole wall of that. And then they say, oh, I'm an indie artist, you know, no. and, and that's the problem. But these days, everyone thinks they're going to get rich immediately and they're trying to find a shortcut to circumvent the way the industry works. Well, you got me asking a question now I wasn't even thinking about asking, but you opened the door, is do, do you think, because there's rumors Disney Marvel is going to go after artists that do the prints of their copyrighted material, and others I've heard say that possibly if they, they do that, Warner Brothers uh, DC is going to follow right behind them, and you know, is I'm not saying you know that you endorse them doing that, but do you think that would totally change the dynamic for those kind of individuals you're talking about. It'd be like a sink or swim type of thing, wouldn't it? Because I talked to an independent artist that I cannot uh, divulge. He refused to be a uh, part of the show. We, we're friendly to each other, but he did not want to be identified. He said, if DC, uh, if Marvel does this, he's ruined because that's how, you know, he pays his, you know, light bill is going to the conventions with the, the prince, he will not sketch. He w- he will not sketch uh, at a convention, which, by the way, in my understanding, Marvel DC does not mind. You could, or Marvel, that is, and Disney don't mind, is you could sketch Spider-Man for the individual, an original piece of art, but you cannot print out these massive, you know, amounts of uh, uh, prints to, to sell 11 by 17s, 11 by 14s. Uh, just that's, that's a big no-no by them now. And he was like, I, I will starve. He goes, you know, I, I can't do original art and, and make it. And I'm like, whoa. And 
but you know, I, I'm, you know, my, my thing, and I, I've said it to a creator before too, is I, I don't think necessarily maybe it's a bad thing if they do go down that path, because unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of questionable skills uh, doing these prints, and they, they, they don't interact with people sketching and things like that. And I think that's what Artist Alley should be all about is, you know, either either the person's published independent published they got their own comic book right there and they're they're selling that and they're signing it they're talking about it or they're sketching right there but you know when they rely a hundred percent you know on the you know the big two and they're not part of the big two never have been and probably never will be uh that that to me feels almost like the old velvet elvis paintings along the road you know uh, it gets that it cheapens it in a way i agree um, I find it kind of, you know, in the last, I want to say, 10 years, I've seen this huge push where everyone with all the print, selling them and making a lot of money. I mean, I know quite a few artists myself that make a lot of money selling these prints. And like you said, they just they just sell those prints and they don't sit there and push their own product or they're not sketching. You know, I can understand some people having a phobia sketching in, in person, but I know, you know, if you the sketches that I see, though, I mean, these prints that I see are like beautiful prints and with like fantastic skills. And it does make you question it because you're like, wow, did you really draw that? Or did you just steal that from the web from someone and tag your name on it? Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I don't mind going to an artist's table and seeing, you know, all sketches of all the, all these different characters. And, and then on top of that, they have their own books, sort of like uh, our friend cool. Right. I mean, that, he's a machine. He draws like instantaneous, and I'm like, wow! I wish I was a machine like that. <laughs> he he is one of the few I've met. You know, I've uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing a, a big established artist who can do that, and that is uh, George Perez, who can yeah, who who can great. right George charge George is like lightning, and, and yet it's lightning good. Um, yes. and, and he can carry on a conversation as he's doing this. Yeah. Uh, and that's what cool. I was like when I first met him, I saw that, and I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like machine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's human. I still don't think he's human. No, I don't think. Nah, he is. I think he's a Klingon or something. <laughs> exactly. You know, somehow his ship crashed here, and we're fortunate because he's friendly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he wants to take over the planet Earth, so that's a good thing. Except maybe with his art. You know, no offense yeah. to you. I, th- I think he's going to want to push every artist out of the way. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll move. I'll move aside for him. <laughs> <laughs> now you know i have and i'm not going to name him here even though he's going to be doing a uh, an appearance with riley and kimmy show in the very near future and you can find out what that is on our facebook page there's a good plug um i have somebody who the other night he is an he's a, an artist he's not published yet he sent me the uh his comic book uh on pdf oh. and he goes be honest and to be and this is you and me talking here and he'll probably hear this is it is extremely good and i'm wondering a person like that, can they come to, you know, where you are and say, hey, Jake, you know, you've done this. I haven't. What do you think? Uh, do you, you got some tips what I can do? I mean, are you open to that? Yes, I am. Um, basically, comics, I've worked with other artists who, who submitted material for me to me and I've published their work. And I've had other artists ask for tips and I give them tips and tell them what to do and they've gone on their way. And just recently, in fact, last night, I uh, picked up, uh, I, I formed another company besides Space Coast Comics. It's called Pulp Page Productions. Oh and my. I partnered up 
I partnered up with uh, Space Coast Comic Con showrunner. So me and me and my friend David Grace <laughs> and myself have teamed up, and we picked up. Uh, I don't know if you remember on the other side of where, where the, the the tower for The Walking Dead. Yeah. In the other room. Yeah. There was a, there was a couple called uh, a couple that created Cupcake Carnage. The little cupcakes that was like zombies. Yeah. Well, David and, and myself have uh, chipped our hats in, into the game and are backing them to produce their own comic now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're going to help them with that. And um, we already have, a, we already hand put, selected another artist which will draw their book for them. And they're going to have their book come out from under our imprint. So, nice. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm big on helping other artists get the product out there because, you know, the world's the limit. And I mean, there's so many talented individuals out there and have so many great ideas. And I, I love them all. You know, when I see comics, I mean, I mean, there's another individual I know called uh, Anthony Viella who does Batman comics. If you see the comic itself, it looks like a little kid's comic, like a little kid drew it. But he, he makes the comic at home. He prints it on his printer and he staples it and he goes to comic shops and sells it. It's like a homemade comic. And, he, and he's selling it and he loves it. I mean, that's what I love. I love people who are passionate about their own characters, their own product, and they put it out there because you never know what's going to be successful at all, especially in this industry, to ebb and flow. I mean, sure, we have Marvel and DC, but the world's out there changing, man. <laughs> well, you know, even though they're now part of a, a big, big uh, publishing thing, look at how the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started. Most people don't realize as an independent black and white uh, comic book. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the original Ninja Turtles was like an eight and a half by 11 comic. Yep. Um, black and white. They, they were, they were crude, but they were fun. Mm-hmm. Until a marketing company picked them up and said, Hey, let's, let's make them cool. Let's give them different colors and different weapons and make them love pizza because <laughs> kids love pizza. <laughs> <laughs> It worked, but it actually came from that independent source. You know, it's yeah, exactly, and it's one that stands out in my mind. You know, and when I try to encourage somebody, you know, because I you do also end up wanting to go. Well, I got a good idea, but I don't know. <laughs> it's like, well, do you want to be ninety five years old in the rocking chair, going, boy, I just wish I had tried that comic book, or or do you want to at least give it a shot? You know, and give your all. You know, and I, I try to encourage that. You know, because I like to see somebody's dream come true. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I always tell my kids, bite the bullet and jump over the cliff. Because you never know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Don't be scared, you know. And if he fails, hey, get back up and do it again. People would be surprised. You know, first of all, like books, you know, what we would call real books. How many times <laughs> authors who are very well known through the course of time, how many failures they had before they had that hit. You know, yeah. Stephen King, you know, uh, Hemingway. And so many others, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, it goes for singers, it goes for, you know, uh, actors, uh, directors. I mean, there, there was failure, 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 and then all of a sudden, bam, you know, it, it yeah. happened. They pop up on the radar and they're the, the best thing since uh, Slice of Pizza. Exactly. You got to <laughs> think about pizza. What is this? You know, oh, you know I, I do love pizza. No, no, you know, uh, I'm uh, from, 
I want to believe I have pizza in my hand with a pretzel on the other. Oh, okay. Well, you know, previous episode, uh, let's see, I think it's 643. We have Cool as Heck on. He did the endorsement episode. Are you going down that path too? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go down that path and I'm going to endorse. Let's have pizza, folks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now, before I let you go, I'm kind of curious here because, you know, uh, when I talked to Peter, he said he'd really like people showing up in uh, cosplay, any type of cosplay, but really Batman-oriented. So I was wondering if you're going to be uh, Batman-oriented at your table. Well, it takes a lot for myself to get dressed up, so I'm coming as myself. Oh, no, I was thinking <laughs> Batmite. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come and you're going to see me, wow, Jake, that's really an awesome costume. I'm like, I know, I'm a lizard. Please. <laughs> Well, you know, you are very tall, not to make you uh, uncomfortable here, uh, and, you know, maybe we spray paint you, you know, some body green and you could be Killer Croc. Hey, that'd be awesome. You know, I mean, <laughs> right next to Batman, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, see, you didn't take offense to that. I like that. And <laughs> There, there we go. Okay, well, Jake, I'm going to let you uh, get back to creating and publishing and uh, doing what uh, Jake does best, and I hope I can have you back on the show again uh, after our, our, our get-together at the grand opening at Vieira Comics, and that way we, we can talk about you know comic books, also history of comic books, where it's going, all that kind of stuff, independent. Um, sure. I just love to talk pop culture with you. I could actually literally talk to you for a long period of time. So, yeah, it's uh, been fun, man. And, you know, we have more information right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Also, I have information about Space Coast Comics available right there as well. Once again, thank you, Jake. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts.